Video games are a great way to unwind and disconnect from the difficulties and stresses of everyday life. But what if that disconnection was made permanent? What if you actually got sucked into a video game, but you had no choice about what game you got sucked into? I mean, what games would be awesome? What games would be absolutely awful? And what would it be like to actually live in these worlds? That is exactly what we talk about today in episode five of the Potion Poppers podcast. Let's get it. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode five of the Potion Poppers podcast. I am Chris, and I'm here with my good buddy, Will. How's it going, man? Yo, what's up? I'm going good. How are you going? I'm, I'm, I'm going nowhere. <laughs> I am right here. Uh, but things are good, man. Um, stayed up way too late last night, as is normal for me. But, uh, you know, I, I reap the rewards of my own stupid decisions. So I don't know if you're like me, but I hate going to bed. Yes. Absolutely hate it. <laughs> I love being in bed. The getting in and out part is the worst part of sleeping. I have Which such is a hard time sleeping. And I think it's like I, a little bit of ADD brain, you know, like my mind's just all over the place. I can never relax. I always like to say that I spend, I spend all morning trying to wake up and I spend all night trying to fall asleep. True. <laughs> it's, it's so true. And which is weird because like I, like, I understand the getting up part, right? Because sleeping is so nice and you're so comfortable but I don't understand the not wanting to go to bed part because mm -hmm. I love being in bed. I love sleeping. <laughs> like it's awesome. Yeah. So I don't know why I have so much resistance to sleeping. I've always felt the exact same way. I'm glad you relate to me on this because other people I find don't experience this. Um, but like the best I can figure is I chalk it up to, you know, an object in motion likes to stay in motion until there's a force upon it. Mm. So like a sleeping William wants to stay asleep. <laughs> and a awake William wants to stay awake until there's an outside force that comes upon it. A sleeping William <laughs> wants to sleep. I like that. <laughs> Very nice. But I think that's true. Um, I don't know. Because when I'm awake, I, I think I know what it is for me. Um, when I wake up in the morning, a lot of times I know it's because I have to go to work. And then yeah. when I go to sleep, it means I got to go to work. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's what it is. I'd rather stay up watching, you know, TV or playing video games than go to bed and have my, my me time ends at that point, right? Right. Like you the time that I get day. to do what I want to do, because I've also got my kids, right? And so um, with my kids, I've got this thing where um, they don't have to go to bed early, but they have to go to their room early because I need me time, <laughs> you know what I mean? So they go to their bedrooms on school nights. They go to their bedrooms at 8.30 and then they get bedroom time um, until about 9.30. And that's when they go to, you know, that's when they go to sleep. Um, but that hour of them being in their bedroom is my time to do whatever I want until 9.30 or 10 when I should go to bed. I always say that's when I go to bed, but I always end up being up till 10.30 or 11 and then I regret it in the morning every single morning <laughs> so you know um, my key to that is i actually try to wake up earlier so that i'll be tired earlier to go to bed so um getting into life advice territory kind of stuff here but i heard somewhere one time that if if you're not getting enough sleep 
it's better to go to bed early than to try to sleep in just with your, you know, biometric clocks and everything like that. So I try to do that. I try to wake up the same time every every day. And then if I'm extra tired, I just go to bed a little earlier. But I want to stay up and watch YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Get up I've earlier got, and watch it in I've the morning. I've got one hour of my own will every day. <laughs> one hour. Oh, just move um, that one hour to the morning. It's fine. You're not losing it. You're just moving it. Uh, but that, that's the other thing, though. Like, when I... If I get up, I would much rather go to work and start work at 6 a.m. and get off yeah. at like 2 or 3 a.m. than get up early and do something for an hour and then go to work. It's the, the waiting for the thing, you know, like waiting to go to yeah. work. I hate that. Same thing with church, like getting up and like I'm waiting to go to church. I, I just don't like it. <laughs> You I know? felt like that this morning. I was waiting for the podcast for like an hour. I was sitting around. I'm like, <laughs> I can't really get into anything right now because exactly. I'll miss the podcast time. <laughs> exactly. You can't do anything until the thing happens and then you're free. So anyways, I, I think I figured it out. I think that's the main reason why I don't like going to bed. But, you know, it, it is what it is. So anyways, Did you ever I would notice okay. that it's is it what what's the word is it called conjugation of it is right mm -hmm. but then it says it is it's it is what it is so you could conjugate that to it's what it it's and it would be grammatically correct i didn't understand anything you just said <laughs> well it is it's is for, for, for it's this has been grammar lessons from William. <laughs> so um, it is what it is, is grammatically the same as it's what it, wait, it, what it, it, what it's. I even said it wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, are, are you sure it's you're awake? <laughs> so, someone listening understands what I'm talking about. Please leave I, a yeah, comment. After that, William, I don't you agree think anyone's me. left. <laughs> Gone. We lost all Everyone our viewers. Left. We it. lost We've them. Come so far. We lost them. I'm here for video games, not for grammar. <laughs> video games have grammar. Unless true. you didn't notice. True, true, true. Oh, man. Well, we should probably... Okay, moving past the grammar and moving into um, what's been going on this week, uh, let's move into our first official um, section of the podcast, our first segment. And we like to call this, what's poppin' playa? So, Will, why don't you start us off? What is poppin'? What have you been playing this week? Yeah, what's poppin'? I feel like we should get some like sound effects like whenever you say that, like, pop, 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 pop. Uh, what's poppin'? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this week I played the Resident Evil 4 demo. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm really excited about that. Did you play the original Resident Evil games? Yes. Of course. That, that was that yes just sounded like yes of course yeah pretty much <laughs> duh um but yeah i'm really excited because resident evil 4 was my first resident evil game that i played and um uh the mechanics are really good you know i like the uh <laughs> i kept hitting the the b button on my xbox controller because uh instinctively i feel like that's like the dodge button <laughs> but there there's not really a dodge button but it does crouch so i kept crouching when enemies were attacking me and uh <laughs> To my surprise, it actually works some of the time. So I'm like, that's a really cool mechanic. Like, there's not like a dodge button per se, but if they're doing a high attack, you can just duck underneath it and it works. I'm like, that was pretty cool. Um, Never would have thought of that. 
And I also really like the, uh, they do have a counter mechanic. If you have the knife, which I think is super cool. And the knife has durability. So um, you have to manage your, your um, uh, counter mechanic with the durability of the knife, which I think is really cool. Um, and it feels really good. I love counter mechanics in games because they just feel so fun to me. And um, I really enjoyed Resident Evil 6. It was one of my favorites. But the, the counter mechanic was such a small window that it was almost impossible to get, it seemed like. And I, I practiced for hours just to get it down. But this one feels good. Like, it just feels like a good um, mechanic. If they're attacking, you hit the counter button, and then you can uh, block their attack. Whereas Resident Evil 6, the problem I had is I would hit the button too early. I could see that the enemy was attacking, but then I would hit the counter button, but it wouldn't register because I, I waited too long. I'm like, how would that work in real life? Like, I obviously see the attack coming, like, I don't know. I just didn't like it. But anyway, long story short, the mechanics feel good. I'm really excited for this game. So, Chris, what have you been popping? <laughs> well, I have more questions before we get to my, what I've been popping. But All right. Um, based off of, like, what I've seen of the Resident Evil 4 um, remake, like, videos and stuff, it looks like almost everything is almost exactly the same as like the the cutscenes and stuff like that. They all look like they're the same cut scene cutscenes with new voiceover and new, you know, aesthetics and stuff like that. Was that kind of your experience? Did it feel like the same game just up-resed and, and kind of reworked a little bit? I'm gonna say yes and no in the best possible way. So obviously it's just a demo. I haven't played very much, but I've seen some YouTube videos and stuff too. So there's definitely some changes. Um and they've added some extra sections and changed some things up. So they did that with Resident Evil 2 Remake as well, where they changed some things and they changed some of the, the order and locations of the puzzle to make it feel fresh and new. Mm. Um, so it sounds like there's quite a bit of new things, but they obviously really paid great respect to the original game and had a lot of things that looked and felt the same way. Um, like obviously the counter mechanic is new, right? Um, which I think is a welcomed addition, at least from my point of view. Um, and I could be misremembering, but like in, in the beginning, the, um, uh, like the, the policemen that you were with, I think they went ahead and I found one of them like put on a like stake being burned. But I think in the original game, they waited in the car. Um, yeah. Cause you go right? into the, you go into the house and they stay yeah. out in the car. That's what I thought. So, so this was different that, you know, the police went ahead of you this time. So there's little changes like that, but definitely still great, great tribute uh, to the original game. Um, the original village um, with all those like people attacking you felt pretty much the same. There's a chainsaw guy. There's a shotgun upstairs in that building. You can barrel roll out the window. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, because I think like with Resident Evil 2 and 3, uh, it was so revolutionary for those games because it, it's a completely different way of playing, right? There's no tank controls. It's not top down. It's over the shoulder third person. So re, I would imagine that the remake of Resident Evil 4 won't feel all that different because that's the first game that they had the over the shoulder view. Um, that was what revolutionized uh, the series from that point going forward. Right. So, so Resident Evil 4, a lot of people... Um target that as the one where they start getting away from their horror roots, right? And then obviously Resident Evil 5 and 6, you know, they're like, oh, they're not horror games, but like I actually love games. them. Resident Evil 6 is like my favorite game, but I guess I just like action more than horror. I don't know. 
mm-hmm. or like action horror, something like that. But I love Resident Evil Six. It's probably still my favorite Resident Evil game. Um, which I know that's an unpopular opinion, <laughs> but I think more people need to talk about it because when everyone talks about how bad Resident Evil Six is, I am personally offended. So I, it is the best <laughs> game in this series. Fight me. <laughs> we need to, we need to create awareness for Resident Evil Six, William. <laughs> this is a serious topic that we need to talk about. Have you played Number Six? I I own it, but I have not played it. One thing I think is so cool about it is there's four different campaigns, and so it feels like you get four games in one, and they all play very differently, um, and they cross over with each other. So each time you play a different campaign, you get more snippets of the story that you didn't get before, and I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. I think Resident Evil Six is definitely underrated. But anyways, um, back to my point. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, this kind of a, that was just all background information to what I was getting to here. It seems like the remake of Resident Evil 4 has more horror elements. So I think they're very aware that, hey, this is where it diverged. People like the horror element. So let's add more horror things to it. Uh, The death scenes are gruesome. (laughs) When you die in that game, it's like, oh my God, I'm not sure I even wanted to see that. Um, and then the chainsaw guy, you know, with the bag yes. on his head. So I, that's what I was thinking about when you're saying it's not his horror. I'm like, mm, I don't know. That chainsaw guy scared me to death. So now the chainsaw time. guy has holes in his bag. So you can see his eyes. He has like no eyelids, he's like big giant eyes. And he's got like burnt raw skin underneath them. Uh-huh. Like it is terrifying. So <laughs> I, I think it's really cool that they're, they're trying to make it more horror, even though it's more of an action game. Well, I heard they recast the merchant. The what are you buying? Like that guy. I, his voice is different now from what I understand. Well, that was so many years ago at this point. <laughs> oh, but another example of like giving tribute, like Resident Evil 4 is also pretty hokey with some of the lines, you know? And uh-huh. so, so are some of the old, older games, yeah. obviously, like the, the Jill Sandwich. We all know about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but um, so at the end of that, that scene, when they all like the bell rings and all the, the people go away, uh, Leon says, uh, where's everybody going? Bingo? <laughs> and yeah. I'm so glad they kept that in there because I thought they were going to make it too serious. I'm like, yes, you got to keep that. <laughs> the bingo line, man. Got to keep uh, bingo. Man, well, I'm really excited for the full release. Um, I'm still not going to pre-order it. I'm still going to wait to see what you know comes out. But I, tr- I totally trust the Resident Evil series. Everything they've put out like since uh, Resident Evil's Seven has just been awesome, absolute yeah. gold. Um, I can't speak to six. I played five, um, not very much though. But once it got back to the real horror of it, like everything since then has been awesome. I even like the remake of Resident Evil Three. I mean, it's not super long or anything, but I still mm-hmm. think it was good. Um, so I don't understand the the terrible criticism of it for people that are like, "Oh, this is awful." Like, no, it wasn't awful. Like m- yeah, it, it wasn't was so as short good as two compared to but number it wasn't two. Awful. They need yeah. to re. They need to remake Code Veronica. That's mm-hmm. the one they need a remake of because that is the true Resident Evil three, like canonically and it, it in spirit. Like that is supposed to be Resident Evil three. Resident Evil three wasn't even supposed to be a thing, but Sony had the rights to the numerical Resident Evils at the time. So they threw a hissy fit when, you know, Code Veronica was coming out. It was out on Dreamcast. Um, I think that was the original platform. I don't know if it was if it came out on any others. Obviously, it came out on other platforms later, but I think it was exclusively for Dreamcast originally. Um, but that was the real Resident Evil 3. 
And they need to remake it because it is my favorite out of all of them. I loved Code Veronica. They they might actually because you know the next one in order would be RE5, which that's where it really starts getting really action. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they want to remake some of the other spin-offs before you know approaching this this action game. Yeah, I don't think they'll do Resident Evil Zero or any of those. But that's the thing is Code Veronica is not a spin-off. It is Resident Evil Three. It just doesn't have the name. But as far as storyline and everything else goes, it's the real Resident mm -hmm. Evil 3. So I'd love to see him make it because it's the best of them all. You know how, in my opinion, you know how Devil May Cry was supposed to be Resident Evil 4. Devil May Cry? Yeah, you didn't know that. No, so they were they were making so uh, different. Yeah, they were making Resident Evil 4, and then like halfway through development, they're like, "This has nothing to do with Resident Evil." So they rebranded that game as Devil May Cry and remade Resident Evil 4 from scratch. What? I would have never guessed. Like, if you asked me what game originally started as Resident Evil and then turned into something else, it would, that would have never even been a consideration. Because yeah. it's completely different. Like, the combat, it, it's totally different. Yeah, Dante kind of looks like a white-haired Leon, right? Well, but, <laughs> but it's still, like, the gameplay is, it's like... Yeah, yeah I think they were close. going more with more supernatural and, like, demon things, which I guess makes sense coming from zombies, but then they decided it was too far off from, like, a whole, like, zombie thing. Yeah. I don't know all the details, but uh, it's an interesting read if you can Interesting. Huh. Yeah, I would have never guessed that. Never would have guessed that. But, cool, man. Uh, so, for me, what have I been popping? Uh, I've just been playing some Terraria with my kids and more Destiny with my brother. Um... The thing about Destiny that I've always done wrong, I guess you could say, is I never really focused on a build, like uh, choosing the right perks and equipment and all that stuff to optimize for some specific role. Like I've never gotten into that. So this week, that's kind of what I've been doing with my brother. And my brother's, he's a huge Destiny guy. Like he's played everything and he has everything you can get in the game, basically. Um, so he knows all about these stuff, all this stuff. And he's the guy that if you're in a raid, like if you have like a group of six people on your fire team and you're doing one of the big raids, like he's the one telling everyone exactly what to do because he knows exactly what's coming up and how you're supposed to do it and what the correct strategy is to, to beat it and who's doing what and where and when. And so he's that guy. Um, so I've been playing a lot with him and working on my build and stuff like that. And then Terraria... I just been fishing. <laughs> I've, just been, I've just been fishing in Terraria. Um, speaking of mods, I know I talked about this last time, but there is a mod called um, Auto Fishing, the Auto Fishing mod. So literally, all I have to do is press a button to lock on where I want to cast, and it casts and automatically hooks the fish for me. So I can just leave it there and let it run because fishing is time consuming. It's kind of boring. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, so I've been doing a lot those of fishing. Mods in that'll play games for you, and then you don't even have to do anything. Well, certain things with the game, like there's another really cool mod with Terraria. Um, I forget what it's called. It used to be called Auto Miner, but basically what it is is um, when you mine an ore node or a gem node, you don't have to mine every block of that node. Mm. You mine one, and then it automatically mines all of the other connected ones at the exact same time. So the entire node basically explodes after you mine one block of it. So that way you're not sitting there getting one, two, three, <laughs> four, or it's like yeah. you just you mine or, one and then it extracts all of it, which is phenomenal. Alternatively, something that would be even more automated in a mod 
would be is if Pokemon were real, then you could get like a Mr. Mime <laughs> and have Mr. Mime do the mining. Mime, hmm. Mr. Mime. Where have I mining. heard that before? Mime, mime. <laughs> Mr. Mine. Mr. Mine. That's what you'd call him. <laughs> Mr. Mine. <laughs> that sounds awfully familiar for some reason, William. Yeah, I don't know. I just came uh, up with it. I'm, you know, on the spot. No, no previous experience in that. If you don't believe me, check out the last episode where we talked about what if Pokemon were real. And I'm sure you won't find that anywhere in there. Probably not. I don't, I don't believe you will. Uh, man. But yeah, I, I, really, I haven't played much. I haven't been playing a lot of games. Uh, but those are the two that I have. And I feel super boring. Because um, for today's topic, speaking of games, I was going through my entire list of Steam library, of, of Steam games, which is literally like 600, maybe not that many. I think I've got like 400, maybe 500. I can easily just look it up. But I've got so many freaking games and i was going through and i i it's just that again steam guilt of not feeling okay i have more than i thought i'm looking at my my list right now it's 812 nice. <laughs> i have 812 steam games ah uh, and i and the, even the other day i was looking at steam i was looking at some of the deals because they're doing like a spring sale or whatever and there's there were some cool games i don't own yet um for pretty freaking cheap and then i was like ah oh, but i already have hundreds of games that i've never played so i don't think i'm in any position to to buy anything new anytime soon so it all is what humble it is bundles stacking up on you it is humble Bundle. i love humble bundle if any of you don't know what um, humble bundle is it's like a charity based uh, service where you pay 13 bucks a month i believe it's either 12 or 13 dollars a month and they give you eight games every single month and then a percentage of that money gets donated to charity and stuff like that so it's a good cause you get good deals on games but not all the games are great um i started sending william a bunch of uh the games that i just wasn't interested in just to see if he wanted them and now you have humble bundle so i can't do that anymore so now i, you know, I love getting give them to other people because i'm like it's like ooh, free game i'm like you know everything like things are free or like i'll take them it doesn't matter what they are so like most of the games you've given me like i install them and then i never play them exactly which is but the someday. interesting thing about humble bundle somebody somewhere likes it um because a lot of the games are like very highly rated and stuff they don't put crappy games up um they've always got at least good reviews but a lot of them are just they're just not my cup of tea so um i got to the point where i just started gifting them to other people you my brother my kids um i always do my kids first if there's a game that I think one of them's going to like, then I'll give it to them. But um, then from there, I just give it to whoever else. Uh, I usually only keep three, maybe four of the games from the bundle, and the rest of them go elsewhere. Especially since I have to be picky, since I've got 800 Steam games, and I've maybe played 100 of those. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so Mostly Terraria. Mostly Terraria and Destiny. So it is what it is. But speaking of all these games, today's topic is that we are going to be talking about um, if you were being forced out of reality and into a video game, what would be the best and worst games to get sucked into? And dude, Will, when I was going through my list and looking at all the possibilities, 
I wasn't finding very many games that I was excited about being <laughs> inside. So I don't know how it was for you, but that's kind of where I was as I was yeah. going through my list. Well, yeah, I got a list of, of topics I think would be, be interesting. So, um, so the way I, I was thinking about, like, we should do different categories. You know, we got to talk about what would be the most fun game to get sucked into? What would be the hardest game to get sucked into? What would be the weirdest game to get sucked into? And last but not least is what would be the scariest game to be sucked into? All of them. <laughs> but before we get, get into that, we need to lay some ground rules, right? Like, what, what would it be Fair. like? How, how is this mechanic working? So I'm sure you have some questions on the ground rules, too. So we got to establish this. But my first thought is, if you're in their game, do you gain the main character's power? Or am I playing like Arkham Knight as me, <laughs> trying to fight off all of these guys <laughs> with my skills? Um, or uh, and along with that is like you know Arkham Knight has like a counter button. So mm -hmm. in game, do I have a counter button where I just automatically counter, or do I have to like physically like dodge and then try to attack? What yeah, I would say you have all the capabilities of the character. Like, obviously, the character doesn't have a counter button, but they have the ability to do it, right? Okay. Like, with Batman, they have that sense. Like, he senses the, the attack <laughs> coming. Senses and then tingling. he, you know, when he dodges, like, time slows down and he counters, you know? So, I think all the mechanics of the game are there, but they just come naturally to you as the character. Okay, okay. So, I get whatever the main character can typically do. I don't have to try yeah. to figure out how my own. If you're the protagonist, that's the <laughs> other thing. Okay. Is you may not be a protagonist. You might just be a, Joe Blow got sucked into this world and you're just you're just living in it. So that's another perspective. You know, yeah. so what would it be like to be the protagonist versus just being in the world? Or or the villain. It'd be interesting. Like what if you're Bowser? Ooh. Or I don't know, that that'd be interesting when you think about that. Bowser, I imagine Bowser has therapy sessions with one of his Koopas. <laughs> Um, and he has a couch that he lays on and talks about how he feels so misunderstood. <laughs> that's that's what I imagine I sit in Bowser this does all day, on a waiting for basis. Mario to get here. Exactly. When he finally does, he throws me around. But dude, for real, Bowser this? has got to be one of the most persistent and like unfazed people or characters in all of history because he's constantly failing. Like, at some point, you think he would give up. <laughs> he never gives <laughs> up. He just is constantly yeah, trying true. again and again and again. So, uh, What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to yeah. be like Bowser. He never gives yeah. up. <laughs> I never thought about it from the side of the villains. But that might be a good, a good like, separate topic altogether, is talking about video games from the perspective of the villain. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we've got a lot to go over today, so we might not get to that today. So yeah. yeah, I think that's a great idea. Check out another future episode, uh, some number that we don't know yet, but check out that episode for what if you were the villain or from the villain's perspective. Yeah, and you know, we're open to getting topic recommendations. So if you, if the podcast service you're using allows you to leave comments, just leave a comment with you know, a topic re recommendation, or you can just email us at po uh, potionpoppers at gmail.com. So um, if you send us an email with your topic ideas, we are more than happy uh, to consider them. And who knows? Uh, maybe you'll get a shout out as uh, the person who recommended that topic. So let us know what you want. Cool. So another thing I had on my, my ground rule list is, can you do game-breaking activities? For example, there's two things I think about. One, since I'm an actual like, person in the game, 
instead of having to find a key for a door, could I just get a crowbar and pry open the door, even if the game isn't supposed to be solved that way? And then the second part of that question is, can I utilize glitches? Games are, a lot of games are notorious for having glitches that allow you to speed run or get other unfair advantages. What do you I would say we have to be bound by the rules of the game. Okay. So if there is a glitch, it's in the game. Therefore, if you get sucked into the game, it exists, oh, right? Man. But like with Resident Evil, if you don't have the heart key, then you're not getting through that heart door. You know what I mean? Unless there's an in-game glitch that lets you... Unless there's an in-game glitch <laughs> that allows you through. So you um, could drop a nuke on the freaking police station and not get through that heart key door. So, um, so regarding those rules, I got to tell you, I can't wait to wave dash in real life. That'd be so much fun. Wave dash? What's wave <laughs> that, dashing? What is that from? Is, it's a glitch from Smash Brothers Melee. Um, oh. So you never, basically never heard of an, that. Uh, it's, it's used a lot in competitive melee. Um, and I, I think it, at least it was legal tournament. I still think it is for melee. But uh, you jump and air dodge towards the ground immediately. And then it causes this glitch that you just kind of slide along the ground as if you were, you know, landing with momentum. But uh, you do it so fast, it doesn't even look like that you jump. So it just looks like you're like sliding back and forth all across the stage. Interesting. Never seen that. Never heard of it. I'm yeah, I think any glitch, but... any any glitches, anything like that, fair game. Because right. you're in the video game world. Cool, cool. So my next question then is, uh, is this the kind of thing where, so you say we get sucked in, which makes it sound like it wasn't by my choice, right? Mm -hmm. So is this something that I can leave? Or is it like Sword Art Online rules or like Jumanji, where we have yeah, to stuck. beat the game to get out? Or is there no uh, getting out? I think you're just, you just stuck. <laughs> I really? think you're just stuck there. <laughs> okay. Because um, one of the original things that uh, Will and I talk about is having 10 lives. Not all games have lives, but you get 10 continues, right? If, if applicable. So I think you just, you're just there, man. No, no okay. way out. You're, you're there. God, it'd be so boring endgame when you finish all the quests. <laughs> and you're like sitting around in this world with nothing to do. No, well, you just start over. Okay, so there's reset button, but you can't get out. <laughs> yeah, you, you just start over. And <laughs> well, so I guess the other thing is, though. who's to say that you have to play the main game storyline either? You're in the video game world. It doesn't mean that you're necessarily playing the campaign. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Okay, next question. Are there other people in this world, or is it just me and NPCs? You and all the NPCs. But the NPCs, I think we'd uh, you'd have to have the NPCs have actual intelligence like as if they were real people kind of thing okay so the npcs become real people because you are now part of that world right dude could you imagine like a thing like sort out online except for <laughs> except for there's only one protagonist and everybody else gets an npc part <laughs> oh geez <laughs> <laughs> that'd be funny well, all right yeah well that's all my questions on the ground rules do you have any other ideas of, of boundaries of, of the rules of this conversation no, I think, I think that's good. I think uh, we've got some good guidelines. It's a lot of what ifs. And that's what this podcast is all about. It's all about what ifs, you know. So we'll just bob and weave as, as we go through the, the rest of the topic. But yeah, so I think we've got those ground rules set pretty well. All right. Well, let's start with the first one then. So Chris, what would be the most fun game to get sucked into? Most fun. Honey Pop? Dead or Alive, <laughs> Extreme, 1, 2, and oh, 3. Nice. Uh, <laughs> any anime-based mobile game. <laughs> Ooh, Dating Sims? Yeah. <laughs> Send me there, please. 
I'm um, glad you brought it up and not me. <laughs> uh, okay, so real answer. I, okay, so looking at my list, I have a number of them. So if I'm thinking about if I actually got sucked into the world, what would I actually want to, where would I want to be? And a lot of them are just like, none of them are action games. None of them are horror games. None of them are anything with any kind of violence because I don't want to die. <laughs> you know what I mean? So for me, a lot of them just come down to like simulation kind of games, like uh, Planet Coaster. Like, yeah, like freaking design as many rides and roller coasters be in charge of an entire park and make millions and millions of dollars, right? Like that would be super legit because that's something that I've always wanted to do as a kid. As a kid, I would actually, maybe you did this, Will. Let me know if you did this, but I would draw roller coasters. Like I would make squiggly lines and stuff in the path that I would think it would go. And then I draw the little supports and stuff in there. So I would legit draw my own theme parks as a kid. I've got something similar. Um, I was really excited for Starbound before it released. And I drew my bases that I was going to build in Starbound before the game came out. Oh, nice. Yeah. See, I mean, and that, that's the kind of stuff. It's creative. Um, but to actually be in it. So I thought of, I thought of Planet Coaster. I thought of NBA 2K, blah, blah, blah. Like being a professional basketball player. Um, I love basketball. I'm a huge basketball fan. Um, I've played my entire life. And I always thought that would be fun. Just get to play basketball for a living. So NBA 2K would be fun. I, I also thought that maybe like rock band or guitar hero, just be up there playing, you know, be a rock star. That would be cool. Um, adventure capitalist. <laughs> just making quadrillions of dollars. And Well, uh, here's the next question. Can you buy real life things in that game? Or are you restricted oh, to Or if you're just you stuck in the in interface. The yeah, that would just get really boring really fast, just like the real game. So maybe not adventure <laughs> capitalists. Uh, that would be really boring. But like getting back to our previous topic, like a legit game that I think like whole world that you could l actually live a life in and would be fun um, and not really all that dangerous is Pokemon. Because in the previous episode, we talked about merging the two worlds, but this isn't merging the worlds. This is going into the world of Pokemon, into the game. Where nobody and dies. It's not, nobody dies in those games. Everyone's friendly. There is some crime, but it's not like the criminals are pretty much incompetent and you're not really in any danger. Like it's safe enough you can send 10-year-olds out to go and catch these monsters, right? Out on their own. And like it, it just would like that would be a really fun video game world to live in. Um, but we already talked about that a lot in the last episode. So that was one that came up. Um, ooh, here's one. <laughs> Will, tables, uh, tabletop simulator. <laughs> <laughs> you can do anything in there. <laughs> exactly. Just play, you know, play any board game, any card games, hang out with your friends. Like that would be pretty cool. And you could, yeah, if you wanted to, uh, be the characters in the tabletops, you could do that. So that was another <laughs> one. Oh, here's one. Have you ever played black and white? The Pokemon? No, the game black and white. No, I just know Pokemon black and white. Black and White, the game. It's an old PC game, early 2000s. Um, basically, you're a god. <laughs> and it is like a management thing, but you're a god and you learn spells and you get this, you get a pet, like a giant creature pet that's like super cute at first and they grow and they get bigger. But you're in charge of like managing a world, right? And people and they, they worship you and you get god powers. You can send rain and 
all kinds of stuff. But, and you've got a little hand that goes around and you pick people up and you can move them around. But to be a legit god <laughs> over a world, that would be pretty cool. So that's one thing that I don't think many people would think of, but black and white would be super fun. Um, what about Stardew Valley? Just farm, man. Relaxed like life. Chores. It does sound like chores. <laughs> but it's like but it's like one of those things like you don't farm because you need the food or whatever. It's like it's like gardening, like as a hobby. Sure. Right? Um, but just super chill, super relaxed. Just make friends with all the NPCs in town, you know. You know, with a lot of these games, I f- if you're stuck in one game for the rest of your life, no matter what the game, it's going to become a non. You know, gardening every day for like 20 years or... But you, you know, don't have to. Okay. You know what I mean? You can, you can just go fair. into the town and hang out with people. But again, um, you're restricted by the game, so there's nothing else to do. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, that's kind of how light will... I'll, we create our own restrictions in life, basically. But Yeah. Yeah, so... But you're right. I think I think you're right about that. Ooh, 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 ooh. Here's one that I don't think you would have thought about. But have you ever heard of the game Crosscode? No. Crosscode is kind of like Sword Art Online, um, where it's a virtual reality thing, but it's a physical virtual reality. So your body is in a separate location, and you're controlling. Uh, it's, it's almost like a robot. Like it's 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 like a separate on a separate island. Um, and it's an MMO kind of thing. So you're just controlling the avatar, but your physical body is somewhere else. So like it's Bruce basically, what was that? Have you seen that Bruce Willis movie? It takes place in the future and he's like, everyone goes in these like pods and control these robots and they go out into real life as robots. Nope. But so it'd be basically kind of like that. So it's almost a virtual reality. Um, but, uh, you'd be able to, you know, do the whole RPG thing and stuff like that. And there's lots of towns and you fight monsters, but there's no real danger because it's not actually your physical body. Um, so if you die, it's not a big deal. It just kind of regenerates. So I like that idea because it's kind of a cross between the two. It's like, if I was actually in this world, there's zero risk of me dying when my character dies. Right. Because I'm not actually the character. I'm a character playing a video game character in the game. <laughs> so, um, but that would be pretty fun. Or golf with friends. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know what? They've got this... Uh, there's this VR game that's like a... It's like a Sega Genesis like emulator. But So you go in VR and then you have like this root, like bedroom around you and yeah. you can plug any game into it. I think they have like Nintendo and stuff like that. It's basically just a ROM emulator. That'd be a fun game to be into. You just basically <laughs> hang out the room with unlimited games. I, I play have... a game where I can play games. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but I did have a couple of interesting ones to consider. Um, and I, 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 I want to know your take on these ones. How would you feel about being in the world of Elder Scrolls? Mm. Morrowind or Skyrim or any of those games? Sounds hard, but I think I would enjoy it. Yeah, I, I mean, there's things I would enjoy and things I wouldn't. Because it's, it's medieval ages. Like, you don't mm. have electricity it'd be like going back in time but then there'd be dragons and stuff like that so it's like i'm torn on it like it's one of those things it'd be interesting to consider but i don't know if i would actually want to go there sure it could be cool because there's magic and stuff too 
You know, I because so. uh, I was thinking about for the, the ones I made for my list for for my fun, they're not nearly as safe as yours. <laughs> but I think that adds to the excitement. You know, like you know, you, actually, you can think about it as these games are safer than real life because in real life you only got one life. <laughs> you true. know, this That's time true. I can if you have ten lives, you can mess up nine times. Um, but I uh, I got a very um adventurous spirit i like doing like physical things a lot like i used to do parkour and i uh, love to exercise and obviously i play dance dance revolution it's probably my favorite game where i get to move around a lot so i think i'd want to be in a game that catered to that you know mm-hmm. um so i um if you've listen, been listening to this podcast from the beginning you know that i really like the arkham knight series because i brought it up with probably like every episode but like i think that's a game i'd really enjoy being able to do in real life um and other games i put on my list were things like uh spider-man it'd be so much fun to swing through buildings oh yeah to actually be spider-man that would be cool Um, didn't even think of that uh i do think the resident evil games i think i'd enjoy those even though they're kind of deadly um and i also put uh baldur's gate um i really like the baldur's gate dark alliance i played that when i was a kid and it's always one of my favorites but those kind of games where you have to go out and adventure and um, I think the fighting in all of those games would be so much fun. And uh, obviously, if it was real life, you'd have to be more careful. But I think that's something I could manage. You know, like I could manage how to do things, you know, safely. And and because um, when I actually play the games, I just run in <laughs> Leroy Jenkins style, you know, <laughs> uh, and I die a lot over and over again. But in real life, you know, you would want to take it back a little bit and make sure you don't get yourself into situations um, that that are compromising. But if you do it in the right way, I think that you could survive in those games, and it'd be a lot of fun and very rewarding when you do get those different, you know, achievements. Mm. So you're saying you want to be in a zombie apocalypse? I do. I always have <laughs> since I was a child, and, <laughs> and uh, I mean, it'd be scary. But I don't know. Like, I think it's, it kind of goes back how people say that you know, if if life was easy, it's it's boring. You know, like you need some pushback and some obstacles. So. I wouldn't shy away from those games that have obstacles and it pushes you to critically think about scenarios and better your skills in which I think makes it much more rewarding when you beat it. Um, mm. Cause in general, I like really hard games. Like I always play games like on the hardest mode. Cause I like the challenge. I think if I was in a video game, it wouldn't be. Any different. Well, well, we're going to end up in different games. So you can <laughs> go have Mr. X chasing you around and I'll be fishing and gardening. So do we have like multiversal <laughs> for the rest of your you? life? <laughs> uh, but then again, you know, like they, they have safe areas, you know, if you get tired of fighting, you can just go to a village. Oh, and not to mention in some games like that, like, can you imagine that instead of having to sleep, you just have to rest at a fire for like two seconds? Right. You just <laughs> sit down in <laughs> a bonfire and stand back up. You're like, oh, fully rested. Yeah, because we were talking great. about that. Like, it's so hard to go to sleep. So if you just have to sit by a fire for a couple seconds, boom, you're energized. Go. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. What about, okay, I have another what if for you. Because when I think about thematically, like the types of worlds that would be fun to live in, I think about fantasy-based things, you know, like old, like Skyrim, like old school fantasy, typical things with magic and dragons and things like that. Um, and then I think about, technology like technologically advanced world so one of the things that i thought would be interesting to consider to consider would be a game like no man's sky where you're flying around from planet to planet and building things and harvesting things and trading and stuff like that because there's so much you can do um but that exploration thing because i love to explore i've always been fascinated with space 
So I always think about, or I was thinking about something like that, where super advanced technology, um, and there's just a lot that you can do and explore. What would be yours, like, like the uh, types of worlds that would be most interesting to you? Because you already mentioned zombies. So any, anywhere that something's trying to chase and kill you and eat your brains, <laughs> Will wants to go there. So what else? Well, it also depends <laughs> on the, the um, well, like things like, like Resident Evil and, uh, you know, Batman. I'm good enough at those games that, like, I am confident that I wouldn't die much. But wouldn't um, you but, get stressed after a while? But like we were talking about earlier, like getting tired of the thing because there's only so much you can do. Wouldn't you get sick of being chased by Mr. X or worrying that you can't walk down the street well, without chasing the whole a game. liquor dropping from the ceiling and like those things are freaking terrifying, right? I, for me, I would get tired of it. Like it, it's one of those things that I'd be like, this would be cool for a little while, but eventually I'd just be like, well, if it's the regular game mechanic, liquors only spawn in certain areas, right. so you know where they are, and every game has like a safe area you know and sometimes True. you have to clear it out first right but mm -hmm. um i think that you could once you clear things out you, you could work around that pretty easily mm. so what was your question again and what other kind of worlds? What kind of yeah types of types of worlds would you be interested in mm, let's see i really like i do like terraria a lot i, I like those creative games where you got to build bases um yeah imagine being like an architect where you can just build your dream home that'd be pretty mm -hmm. cool so, so if it wasn't an action game, it'd probably be some kind of creative game where I could create things. Like one of my favorite things in Terraria is I spent hours and hours building pixel art. Like I made this Charizard um, statue out of like Hellstone and like lava for the eyeballs and stuff. And uh -huh. I had this whole like like statue yard of these different pixel arts made within Terraria. What about Power Washer Simulator? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god to be stuck in that one forever would get extremely boring you're like oh <laughs> it's so satisfying oh my gosh uh, well how long can you be satisfied for <laughs> it's like if that's if that's if if that's the world you would want to go to then just go buy a power washer and start a business because you can do that right now job no simulator mm. uh, what about um are you ready to go to the next topic or do you still have yeah, let's, to let's roll. Cause I think we've kind of hit that. Um, obviously there's the, uh, uh, <laughs> the typical teenage boy answers that I gave at the beginning, the honey pop and the, <laughs> the dead or alive, like, sure. Send me there, please. Um, and we, I think we covered a lot of the, the other, other ones as far as places you want to go, which is weird because the places you want to go are definitely not on my <laughs> list. Places I like a I good challenge, man. Like, well, I, I don't find the challenge, but I'm like, I'm living in this world. I got ten like, lives. I don't want to live in Resident Evil. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> well, <laughs> Even if I'm the so protagonist, glorious no, though. You know, like, I mean, you can understand the fantasy of like living in a world where you're the hero. You know, yeah. everyone's looking at you, and you take everybody down. You're like, yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Um, so what's what's our next topic that you got? So the on next one for? is uh what do you what would be the hardest games to get sucked into? Like the hardest uh, places to, to live. I would for me when when thinking about that, it would have to be some kind of survival based game. 
like the forest we talked about the forest yeah like surviving and building a base to protect yourselves from waves of incoming zombies and knowing that the next wave is going to be stronger so you never get to rest we're about always on the move to make things stronger and better and protect yourself and if you've only got like 10 lives like that's a real threat you know what i mean like there's one thing about like the enjoyment of it from a gaming perspective but to live in a forest with one or two other people surrounded by wave after wave of zombie that comes every single night and during the day and you know they're getting stronger you cannot rest you have to constantly be building and rebuilding your base just to survive i think that would be the hardest that that would probably be the hardest situation to be in something what about survival uh like don't starve have you played that yes we played yeah. that together a little bit oh yeah yeah probably yeah, we did. I, I played that with a lot of people because it's one of my favorite games. I made a lot of people play it. It was a long time ago. But it's, I, I really like that game. But yeah, that would be hard because you're always low on food. You're always being attacked. And like, you always got to get these resources. But that would mm -hmm. be an exhausting game. So as soon as you talk about survival, I'm like, oh yeah, that Don't Starve would be a hard game to be in. Another one that would probably be even worse is a game called Frostpunk. Have you ever played that? No. It's basically the world has been plunged into an absolute ice age. And everywhere is covered in snow and ice, the whole planet. Um, and the basically what happens is you manage a, a little community um, that is based around this center building. I forget what it's called, but it's like a, it's like a core that produces heat for the entire community. And so you're just trying to... Um, build up your community to be able to survive. So you have to send people out into the snow to hunt and to gather wood and other resources and stuff like that. But it is a roguelike. So you, mm. and then you send out exploration parties to try and find other people or other settlements that, um, or even lost settlements that you can get resources from. So it's the ultimate like survival, like apocalyptic, everyone's dead kind of thing. Pretty much everyone in the world is dead except for these small clusters of people. Um, but the idea of freezing to death and like trying to survive to not freeze, I would rather have the waves of zombies instead of just trying not to freeze. Because you know, the that, cold is the worst. In that scenario, I wouldn't want to respawn. Just give me one life. I want to be done with it. <laughs> exactly. I, it's, it's just like that would be the worst situation to be in. And having 10 lives would actually probably, like you said, it would, it would be awful because <laughs> like then you have I to go it through again. it 10 times. It's, oh, it, 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 it would end up being Groundhog Day where you just kill yourself, <laughs> you know, over <laughs> yeah. and over again uh, until, until it's gone. Um, but Frostpunk would be the worst. If I had to pick one game, that would be, for me, that would be the worst. You know, um, yeah, one thing I had on my list too was any roguelike, you know. Because anytime you die, you have to start all the way from scratch instead of having a save point. Yeah. Um, but in particular, I wrote um, uh, bullet hell games. Like oh. one of my favorites is Enter the Gungeon. <laughs> but that would be hard, right? Like you got to dodge stuff constantly. <laughs> like all these, everything's everywhere. Yep. But even those games have like a hub that's safe yeah, that's that you start at. So you just don't have to ever leave the hub if you, if you don't want to. I guess you got a point with your survival game because like you don't really have a choice to like wait at a hub. You got to go find food to survive or you die. Like any game where you die by the default state of being is, is a hard game. <laughs> yep.
But man, what do you, what do you think about uh, Kaizo Mario or uh, I Want to Be the Guy? Games like that. What games? You don't know I've those? I've never heard of I Want to okay. Be the Guy. And then what's the other one? Kaizo Mario. No idea what that is either. Okay. So I guess I just know about them as my, my um, need to play hard games. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so Kaizo Mario is a Super Mario um, hack. Basically, um, you can get it for like computer and stuff. Um, this like basically custom levels that make it like impossibly hard. Like it does things where like you have a gap to jump over and then you jump over the gap, but then there was an invisible block above it. So then you hit the block and you fall straight <laughs> down into the gap. So you get, you just get trolled. Yeah, it is. It is awful. <laughs> so it's like ridiculously hard. And then I want to be the guy is like a flash game. That's basically the same thing. It's a side scroller. This impossibly hard, like all these like fake things where like, you know, like you jump on a uh, like a falling platform or something, and then you get shot by an arrow. So it was like a red herring that there was a falling platform. You don't even want to deal with that. There's another danger there. So like in those kind of games, like you literally die like every 10 seconds and you have to, the only way to get through it is to die over and over again. So you know where all the dangers are. And mm -hmm. then you have to plan your route in such a way that you go around all of that. Could you imagine if that was kind of how it was in real life? If, if God was like a sadistic... <laughs> creator you just be driving along and then ram into a, an oh, invisible man. wall that is there one second and then just disappears the next dude next time i'm having a bad day i'm gonna tell people that god is trolling me <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man no but i i don't know for some reason i was thinking about that i'm like well thinking about the people who make those kinds of games and do that and troll yeah. the players i'm like what if what if that's how real life was <laughs> it may feel like it sometimes but there's always an explanation or a reason that is, you know, accurate and logical and scientific and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, things that just have no reason at all and are totally inconsistent. I think that'd be funny. No, that would suck. It wouldn't be funny. Yeah. <laughs> in, in real life, that would suck. <laughs> so, yes, I agree with that. Those, any, any game that's just super duper hard uh, like that would be yeah. Obviously, one of the hard ones. <laughs> hard, <laughs> hardest really places hard, right? to be. Yeah, hard one. Oh, man. True words have never been said. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think would be the weirdest games to be sucked into? Um, Super Daryl Deluxe. Super Daryl? Super Daryl Deluxe. Okay. Tell me more. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe <laughs> Super Daryl. Um. Basically, it's like this really nerdy guy. It's it's a uh, it's so nonsense. Um, how do you describe it? You just gotta play it, and that's the thing about the weird games or the weird weird worlds is it's it's difficult to describe a lot of these games. Um, but Super Daryl Deluxe is a side scrolling platformer. Um, it's drawn basically like hand drawn. Um, it's very sarcastic. It's funny. Um, a lot of the things that happen in it don't really make sense. Um, but it's like Daryl is like a, almost like a, if you think about like a 1980s Dungeons and Dragons nerd, he's kind of like that okay. kind of character. Um, and he gets like superpowers and stuff like that as part of his attacks. Um, but a lot of the stuff in the game is just nonsensical. Like it's kind of over the top and just really strange i don't know how else to describe it but anyone listening to my voice that's played it would be like yeah that would be a pretty weird that would be a weird world to to live in in the world of super daryl um but that would be my 
first one. An interesting one that would be weird uh, that I thought of is uh, Geometry Dash. Okay. And um, Scribble Knots. Oh, wow. I think that would be an interesting and kind of strange one to yeah. live in. Scribble Knots would be cool, though. It you would be pretty cool, but it'd want. still be weird. It'd be very strange. Yeah. And Geometry Dash, like, I, you're, a, you're a shape. <laughs> and you're going through yeah. levels and to the beat of music so, like so you would take the shape of the shape would it be like you mm -hmm. going through it Chris yeah the you would be a square with glasses in a in a like a you know with the facial hair i don't even know what that facial hair i wanted to call it a fu manchu but you definitely do not have a fu manchu what uh, it's not a goatee what do they call that i don't know i don't know either I don't, don't know. But what about you? What are your, what are your weird games? So my first thought is not games themselves that were weird, but mechanics that would be weird to do. Um, so I was thinking about Sonic and Mario and how they jump on people to kill them. So I feel like it'd be like in, in a real life kind of scenario, it'd feel weird to like jump on your enemies in order to defeat them. Yeah, that would be very strange. Yeah. So I don't have much else to say about that other than that'd be kind of weird. <laughs> it feels weird. strange. Strange mechanics. Strange mechanics. Yeah. Strange ways of doing things. Um, oh, there was another game that I thought would be really weird. Um, I think it's called Boomerang Foo. You're a bunch of fruit characters running around and you try to kill each other by throwing boomerangs. I think that's what the, I think that's what the game is called is Boomerang Foo. That would be very strange. What fruit would you be? Will, if you were ah. a fruit, <laughs> what fruit would you be? Well, that depends. You want the most fun fruit, the hardest fruit, the weirdest fruit, or the scariest fruit? Well, I just want to know what kind of <laughs> fruit describes you. This has now become a psychological analysis of My William. favorite fruit to eat are pears. I love pears. They're delicious. Mm. If you were a fruit, which fruit would you be? I think that you would be, I see a banana when I look at you, Will. Because I'm lengthy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh. never been the judge of length. Um, I, I don't know. You just, you've got a solid banana energy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. It's like I, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> you know the bananas are radioactive? Oh, I did not know that. So if I eat enough, I might become a superhero. Yeah, that's banana what Hulk. The, <laughs> the banana Hulk. Um, okay. How did we get? Oh, uh, I don't know. The, You're talking the about fruit game, game, the boomerang foo. If you got sucked in, you would be a banana. Will <laughs> it is now canon? All right. Um, the other things I thought would be weird is: uh, Have you played Human Fall Flat? Yes, I love that, that would game. Be strange. So the whole thing is like you have these like weird like rubbery physics to your character. So it'd be really mm. weird feeling like having to walk around and you have this like weird <laughs> bobble momentum. Act I like mean, you can up. do that right now. You don't, <laughs> you don't need to go to an, go into a game for that. Yeah, but if I do it now, it's by choice. <laughs> That's true. You do it like it'd be frustrating to be able to just not move the way you want to and have all this like rubbery movement. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also thought a weird one. Well, you brought up uh, like Rock Band and Guitar Hero, mm -hmm. um, but like 
And in that same vein would be like Dance Dance Revolution. If you're in that game, there's no playable character in the game. So are you one of the characters? How do you hit them? Like for Dance Dance Revolution in particular, I'm like, am I one of the background dancers <laughs> in the game? And I, I have to just, just like, you. dance really hard? I'm just I think you're just you. Yeah. Well, how but do I hit see the yourself? Because the arrows are not in the game, right? You yeah. Dance in the dance platform that's not in the game. So what I just... I think I would just be stuck in the game with not being able to hit arrows and just like living in the universe. That'd be weird. You're just kind of floating in a void of music. Yeah. <laughs> with arrows flying around you. Um, no, because so that... it's almost like Wreck-It Ralph, right? Like being in these games is like, do you get to see the player on the outside of the game? <laughs> or... Yeah. So actually, kind of on that note, I got something that's kind of on topic to that, but on the next category. Can we go to the scary game? Yeah, do it, man. So this is another question about like how would the user interface work? And this might sound kind of like a weird one. Like I specifically try to find scary games that were not horror games because I feel like that's too obvious, right? So one thing I was thinking would be a scary game would be The Sims. Because everybody is controlled by the player, right? Like you mm -hmm. can make them do stuff. And again, as the player of The Sims, you don't have an in-game character. So would you just be one of the characters in the game and there's this invisible entity making your decisions for you? Well, that would be terrifying. I imagine being, like if we're talking about being the protagonist, you would basically be the overlord controlling everything in simulation. Okay, so it would be the god scenario. Yeah, okay. that's what I would imagine it being. But if it wasn't, if you were just if a it player wasn't, if you were Sims, just in there, that would be terrifying. I don't think you would realize it. Yeah? <laughs> it's like Inception. You just think it's your idea? Okay. Yeah, because okay. I, I, I imagine, like, there's that whole, de that whole debate of destiny and fate versus, you know, decision-making. Oh. So if you're saying someone's our... making our decisions now, and we don't even know it. Yeah, or if our, if our brain is basically a computer of um, responses, you know, action-reaction, and we're programmed a certain way, and our brains are controlling our actions like is it actually free will or is it just like output input and output just like a computer does a computer choose to calculate no it's just it just reacts to to the inputs right um the mouse moves and the computer moves the mouse on on the screen because the input of that is programmed into the into the computer to react that way right so are our what? brains like that um, so as a NPC or um, in the idea of being controlled by some other entity in a video game, I don't think you would notice it. I don't hmm. think, I don't think you would know what was going on. You would I, just think I it was feel you. like that's really deep. Like what is life but reacting to a series <laughs> of inputs? <laughs> you know, there's a lot to be said about that. Um, obviously, I think we've got the freedom to choose and to make our own decisions because you can reprogram like it's been proven you can reprogram the way your brain operates but is the decision to reprogram yourself a programmed reaction did you receive programming showing you that you could reprogram and then the programming is telling you to change certain things and reprogram your brain are you a self are are you an intelligence that or a computer that identifies that it can code itself you're you're going way over my head now. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> but 
anyways, that's nothing. We're we're getting off topic as normal. So yeah, I just don't think that as as a if that were the case, you would just think it was you. I don't think you would recognize that you were being right. controlled by someone else. Well, in that case, else. I have some different ones. Hmm. Um, I think it'd be terrifying to play any Sonic game where you have an underwater level. Uh, <laughs> that's already terrifying. Yeah. Even not being in it. I would not want to deal with that. Yeah, that's true. That, that game caused so much sweaty palms when I was a child. <laughs> exactly. They're like, I hate this level. I hate this level. Oh, chemical plant. Yep. <sighs> true. And then another one I had. Because you can't we... swim. You just yeah. sink. You're a freaking rock. <laughs> There's no swimming mechanic. And then another one kind of on that vein of just like, you know, I was trying to think of scary mechanics, right? I think Smash Bros would be terrifying. Because you're on a stage and you're going to be thrown off of this floating island. Everyone's actively trying to kill you. <laughs> yeah, it, it's Hunger Games. So, Smash like fighting, Brothers is Hunger Games. I mean, the fighting would be hard too. But even if the fighting aside, like it would just be terrifying to be thrown off of that island and just fall <laughs> to your doom. And then, not even that, you explode when you hit the bottom. <laughs> Honestly, that might be the least painful way to die once you get thrown off. <laughs> I guess so, but it's going to be terrifying because you have time to contemplate it as you're falling to the explode zone. (laughs) How did I get here? (laughs) How did this happen to me? Well, to answer that question, we're going to have to go back 24 hours. (laughs) Exactly. It all started when... It's like Megamind. Have you ever seen Megamind? (laughs) Oh, yeah. The movie opens up with him falling from the sky. Yep. Such a good movie. That's exactly (laughs) what I was thinking about. Uh, but I, well, see, I didn't think, think about I didn't think about any games like that for like the scary games because my initial my immediate thought is Dead Space, um, Diablo, yeah. Resident Evil, all the Silent games I Hill, put in my fun column, <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's. Like, yeah, I had that one down too. That one would be so bad. That would be it'd be the worst because they're not even like th- theoretically living. They are, but they're not. And you you're know just what I mean? Fighting inevitable doom. That'd be scary. Why? I would quit my job. Screw this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Well, then that begs the question is if we are in the boundaries of the game, what exists outside of that office? <laughs> uh, I know. Does, does all the lore around the game exist? I, I imagine it should. I, or is it just it, like stories? It should, but I think, I think you're just stuck. I think you're just stuck in the boundaries of the game. Dude, that make, gives lore such a different like feel to it because like you hear all these stories, but you know they're not real. I can't go to any of these places. Exactly. <laughs> That's definitely definitely true. But yeah, so for me, it's like any horror game. But then there are other games that aren't really scary games that I have on there. Things like The Witcher. Like that's cool, but I don't think I'd want to live in a world that has all those crazy scary monsters and. Uh, no technology, basically being thrown back into the Middle Ages. Yeah. It's kind of like Skyrim, but I feel like Skyrim's not as bad as The Witcher as far as like places to live. If you had to choose one of them, I'd rather live in Skyrim um, in the Elder Scrolls than in The Witcher. Because I feel like the monsters in The Witcher are just so much worse. But I don't know. But so I had games like that. Oh, Cyberpunk. That would suck. <laughs> Whether you're the protagonist or just living oh, in that of all world, the <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, but like just any like futuristic dystopian society, like that would suck. It would be awful. All the crime, all the murder. Yeah, um, it's you've like got this life, technology, but, but it's still like living in a third world country. Like it's it's a weird 
thing where everyone is basically suffering. And so everyone's like addicted to substances and it's like a giant futuristic slum. That would suck. So I had cyberpunk or fallout. Fallout would suck. Yeah. Um, that kind of goes back with the survival game. Same kind of idea. Cause like mm-hmm. you can't, you gotta be trying to, to survive. Mm-hmm. I also had other games like uh, age of empires, like just be thrown into an old school medieval war. Like that would suck. (laughs) You know what I mean? That would be awful. Um, Another one that I like as the protagonist would be scary as freak would be Hellblade. Senua, have you ever played Hellblade? No. It's such a trip. Um, That would be scary. Uh, For anyone that's played Hellblade, it's a very, very popular name. Um, Most people at least know about it. But Hellblade would be super, super scary. Because um, basically, it's like, how do you describe it? It's like kind of like the feel is almost Resident Evil-esque, like Resident Evil Village-esque, but more, there's no guns, there's none of that stuff. It's like a, a mixture of that feel with, um, like, I don't even know which um which civilization it is, but like an old school civilization tribal uh theology. So you're basically going you're kind of like going to hell, but what's going on is um she actually has an illness, like a mental illness that makes her hear voices and all kinds of stuff. I don't, I don't know how exactly to describe it, but when I played it, I was like, this game is kind of messed up. Um, and that would be a freaky game to live in. Or Bioshock. That would be scary. I would never want to be in Bioshock. So all of my stuff, oh, this isn't a scary game, but it's a game that would suck to live in? Minecraft. <laughs> I hate Minecraft. Pretty Everything pretty. about Minecraft. <laughs> it sucks. It is the best-selling game that is also the worst game in the world. It sucks. Fight me. Um, <laughs> Minecraft is the worst. I would never, ever, 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 ever want to be in the world of Minecraft. So that's another one. It's not scary. To, it's, it's not really scary, but it would still suck because the game itself sucks. So. Fair enough. <laughs> I haven't played that in a decade or more. <laughs> well, my kids love it, and there's like mods and stuff. And, there's some other things that make it okay, but see, I, I hate three-dimensional that game. games are too complicated for me. I much prefer Terraria because I have one less dimension to think about. <laughs> like, I mean, that's a whole other topic on itself. But so many 3D games, like I find it, like the Sonic games in 3D, it's so hard to get coins because you have to navigate in three dimensions to get the coin instead of just run straight like the 2D games. But anyways, I'm ranting about something else. <laughs> so what about you? What are some of the, what are some of the other games on your? You know, another one that I had that is a horror game is Amnesia. I did have that down. I actually have that right, right here. So it is a horror game, right? So that alone is going to be scary. But I think the scariest part about that is the character wakes up with no memory of how they got there. Mm. So it would just be like waking up. Like you wouldn't remember you're in a game or what or anything. You know, you're just like, what's going on? And that would make it extra terrifying. What's the game where you're getting chased by like, a serial killer. There's four of you. You're starting generators. <laughs> it's a Dead co-op by game. I Dead love by that daylight. Game. That's what it is. That would be another one that sucks because they have a bunch of those like uh, villains from a lot of the slasher yeah. movies, right? 
So I would just imagine that a different uh I play a lot of evil Dead by villain. Daylight. So that's not scary to me just because I feel like I could survive. But if I actually stop and think about it, I still die a lot in the game. <laughs> and you get put up on hooks. Yeah. Over and over and then again. You're helpless. No yeah. thanks. I don't want to be hanging by a hook. Yeah. I mean, even if you're pretty good at that game, you're still gonna have losing matches, right? So that's one where like no matter how good you are, you're gonna go through your ten lives. Yeah. Which that would suck. What about um there's some other games that I was thinking about that aren't like horror games. Well, Little Nightmares, that was another one I had on my list. That would be freaky. But uh things like uh Crusader Kings. Like anything medieval, I just don't want to live in the Middle Ages. That'd be the worst. The absolute worst. So those are some you know of what the, else would uh, suck? Hmm. Like games that don't have much of an interface, like Tetris. <laughs> you could be stuck in Tetris or like a tic-tac-toe game. That that would be a special kind of hell. Well, and that's the thing too, is like what would you even be? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? right. Like would you just sit there and watch? The blocks fall like <laughs> it just it's just in three D. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. I mean, like, what would you even be in that? Some kind of just amorphous entity. Yeah, I feel so. like any of those old kind of games that have limited content would be would mm. suck because like Pac Man would be another one to suck to be in because like you can only do the same thing for eternity. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and so just kind of wrapping things up here. I think we covered pretty much everything we we wanted to go through, but um. I guess the thing is, if, if this was optional, would you actually do it? Would you choose any of these video game worlds over our own world? Well, I think the main question there is loved ones. You know, if I got to leave everyone I know behind, I wouldn't do it. But, you know, if they get to come with me, then I might contemplate it. Oh, is there a game that jumps out that you're like, yes, if I could bring them with mm. me? You know, that changes my, my choices entirely because, you know, I like those hard games where, where there's a lot of fighting. But if there's people I care about in their world, I'd want it to be safely. You know, I can't be trying to protect them all the time. Um, so, yeah, in that case, I'd pick one of the ones you picked, like Animal Crossing or one of those, like, farming games and just, like, you know, chill with the people. But would you actually pick it or would you stay here? Mm. Yeah, I'd probably stay here because there's so much more you can do in real life than video games. I agree a hundred percent because that was the one thing that was actually kind of a surprising realization for me about our life. Like we, there, there's a lot of crappy things that happen in life, right? And a lot of times we play video games to escape reality and to just zone out, not worry about our problems and stuff like that. But from the perspective of the player, there's no risk in a video game, right? Like if you die in a game, no real consequences. You just try again. And it's that challenge. Like you're saying, you like hard games. There's no consequences to dying. Like there's no real life consequences other, but there are obviously consequences in the game, but you turn off the game and then your life is the same. Right. Um, but if you have the option, like I still would choose my life now over any video game that I can think of. Um, the only one that came close was the Pokemon one because I could have a pretty similar life just with a few tweaks, you know, have my family there and stuff like that. But I still wouldn't. I'd still stay here. Yeah. Which was kind of a, a bit of a, a sobering thought, as it were, um, you know, for me. And as a perk, in real life, you can play video games. True. But in video <laughs> games, you can't play real life. 
That's true. <laughs> well, it would be real life. You'd have to have video games inside the video game. And some video games have that. Some video games have that. But yeah, man, um, this has been an interesting discussion. I love these discussions about like what if and like altering reality because, you know, we play games. We love games. But when it comes right down to it, in the end, uh, no video game can replace the, the experience of real life. Um, and, you know, even if life is difficult, like... You can change that. You know what I mean? You can change your circumstances. You have the power to do that and create. That's the, one of the cool things is you can kind of create the reality you want to have um, in a lot of cases um, you know, based off of your own choices. On that note, I, I've been saying this for years, but I live life the way I play video games. <laughs> you hmm. know, like um, with business, I, I, was, I was like, yeah, like I run business the way, same way I play video games, which is, you know, being competitive and trying to win and, like I don't play games for casual stuff. I usually do it like competitively, and, and yeah, there's a lot of things you can approach in life, like you would a video game. Amen. Well, <laughs> this has been a good discussion. It's been a great discussion. I um, enjoyed it, and I want to say thanks to everyone who stuck with us through the entire episode. Um, if you enjoyed what you heard, then go ahead and leave us a review on whatever platform you are uh, listening to us on or viewing us on. Um, if you have any ideas for topics that you'd like to hear, then definitely shoot us an email at potionpoppers at gmail.com. And join us next time when uh, in episode six, we are talking about our biggest video game disappointments. And boy, are there some of those. So go ahead and join us next time. We will see you next week and enjoy your life as it is because nothing can beat the life we have now. Anyways, thanks guys. Have a great week. Peace. You have been listening to the Potion Poppers podcast. If you liked what you heard, then leave a review. And hey, if you want to hear more, don't forget to subscribe and we'll catch you next time.